Welcome to Exploring the Wastelands of Dungeons & Dragons. On this show, we'll be talking mostly about my own campaigns, but occasionally I'll focus on new books and the D&D world in general. For this first podcast, I'll keep it short and just give you an update. It'll be monthly uploads between the 8th and 14th of every month until I get a method down pat. Uh, I'm just going to explain a little bit about who I am and what I'm doing here and the kind of media I plan on pushing out. So, to get started... Uh, Currently, I'm playing in a Mordheim homebrew, and I'm a dungeon master for the Waterdeep Dungeon of the Mad Mage campaign. And uh, eventually, I plan on running a homebrew game, including elements from the newest Dungeons & Dragons book, Ghosts of Saltmarsh, which is pretty cool. Go check it out. Uh, personally, I'm using Roll20 as, as it allows me, the GM, to give players a lot of sight or full view of my maps which can kind of add a certain flavor to the game as players get split up and they have no idea what someone else is doing unless they decide to tell the group. I'd recommend Roll20 to anyone who is trying Dungeons & Dragons for the first time because it allows you to connect with people all over the world so you don't have to feel as confused, as worried that you're going to bump into someone that you know. The hardest part I find is being a Dungeon Master or Game Master, whichever you want to call us, would have to be that no matter what I do, how long I prep, I'm always having to decide in just-in-case quest lines. I always end up being pinned because no matter how my party talks to an NPC, it usually doesn't go the way I plan it to. So, they could kill him, they could laugh in his face and walk away, or, yeah, the conversation could just go away. I have no idea what they're going to do at any time of day. No matter how big or small your parties are, they're always going to surprise you. Almost always. You can never expect what they're going to do. They could kill your poor shopkeeper just trying to feed his 7, 8, 20 kids. Or you could piss off the king and have your party hacking and slashing their way through his castle. Personally, I try to keep about two quest lines for every semi-important non-player character or NPC. Those quest lines can be anything from running a simple errand to taking someone out of equal or greater status. It just has to make sense to the NPC. I guess I should also talk about my styles of play and my world-building abilities, even though I'll just speak very briefly on it, and if any of you guys want to leave a comment or hit up my Twitter at dwastelands, um... I'll get to you that way, and we'll use it in future podcasts. Anyway, getting back to the topic on hand, my style of play, you usually find any of my characters in a pub or an inn, usually flirting with the barmaids while drinking a whole lot of ale. I like to pick sly rogues, or maybe I'll pick a fighter or a barbarian sometimes, where barbarians are usually the meat of the group. I'll put myself into usually whatever role seems fit for the party at hand. I don't like to stick to just one character or style, but I'll mix it up every now and then, keep key roleplay elements, and I'll even try to keep the same weapon types. I'll usually only pick between two races in the normal line of races from the player's handbook. Uh, between dwarfs and humans are usually my favorites. Given the chance, though, I've recently started picking characters like the Tabaxis, and the Minotaurs, as they make for some great combat scenes with claws and horns giving you that extra boost in hand-to-hand combat, changing out that 1d4 for a 1d6. 
sorcerers and wizards and the like might use to try to hone their crafts and become better. Well, for now, I guess I'll just leave it at that. Thank you for coming to my podcast, Exploring the Wastelands of Dungeons and Dragons. Follow me on Twitter at DWastelands and subscribe to my podcast to catch my other ones. (laughs) 